open your Bibles with me, please, to Deuteronomy chapter 32, a chapter that you read last evening. Let's use it for a couple of minutes to refresh and renew our understanding this morning of what we're considering. It is good to be in the house of the Lord with you this morning. Sherry and I are glad to be back. We love Greenville. We love all of you. We love the house of God. We love His Word. And we'll never pass this way again. I've told you that before. Today is a day that we won't get back, and yet we'll give an account of this day when we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, and let's be able to give Him a wonderful account of today, that we listened well, we sang well, we heard well, we applied well, we fellowshiped and loved the brethren, because that is what He expects of us. He is our adoptive Father in heaven, and He's done so much for us. And it is our pleasure, and it is a duty, to give as much back to Him as we possibly can. And the consequences are severe for those who do not give Him back the worship that is proportionate and commensurate and appropriate for what He's done for us. Deuteronomy 32 is a song. So before we sing, why don't we read a few verses of a song? It's too bad that songs like Deuteronomy 32 are not sung in very many Sunday schools. There's a little bit too much blood. You know, this is an X-rated chapter in the Bible. X-rated for violence. Because it's God's violence against those of His children who do not give Him the worship that He is due for all He's done for them. Deuteronomy 32 is not about God's treatment of the Philistines or the Hittites or the Jebusites. It's His treatment of His own sons and daughters, as He will tell us plainly in this chapter, who lightly esteem the rock of their salvation. May we not lightly esteem Him this day. This doesn't have to be a negative theme. It can be a very positive theme if you choose to make it that way. The goodness of God is positive, and the worship of God is positive. Let's just make sure the two equal each other. But if you cheat the Lord, He is a great King, and He deserves far better. Let me read to you the first six verses. Remember, this is, these are the final warning words of Moses before he died. For those of you who read the chapter last night, you found out that as the chapter ended, God told him where to go, that he was going to die. But it's a song. It's the song of Moses. This is an inspired song. If it was in our hymnal, to the left it would say Moses, 3000 B.C. Or something like that. Moses wrote these words by the inspiration of God. Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Because I will publish the name of the Lord. Ascribe ye greatness unto our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. They have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation. Do ye thus requite the Lord, 
O foolish people and unwise, is not he thy father that hath bought thee? Hath he not made thee and established thee? This is our theme for today. Do ye thus requite the Lord, O foolish people and unwise? To requite is to repay. How are we repaying the Lord for all of his goodness toward us? We want to repay it with all our might. We want to give him all the affection he is worthy of, all the attention he is due, all the sacrifice that he is worthy of and calls for, all the service that we can give. We want to give him the best of our hearts, the best of our singing, the best of our minds. Take my heart and seal it, Lord, for thy courts above. We want to give him our money, our intellect, our feet, our hands, everything that we do, because he is worthy of all of it. And he is constantly taking measurement by the bookkeepers of heaven as to how well we do. There are watchers in heaven, and a book is written before the mighty God where names are listed of those that speak often and fear the Lord and speak often of him one to another. They are his jewels, and there will be a difference shown between them and the wicked, wicked children, in the day of his judgment. This is a very serious chapter, but it's a glorious chapter. Is there a better verse in the Bible than verse 4, describing the character of our God? Deuteronomy 32, 4. He is the rock. His work is perfect. All his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. Amen. He never makes a mistake. This is our God. And we ought to rejoice today that he has loved us and adopted us and chosen us to be his children. You are an adoptive child. Some understand that better than others in our assembly. But we are adoptive children. Are we pleasing our adoptive father who is showing us treasures every day of our lives and has treasures laid up in heaven for us? Are we excited little children that love daddy? Abba, father. Daddy, God. Hear us this day. We do love thee. We want to requite thee for all that you have done for us. He's done so much. We live in the best nation on earth. We're naturally fat and prosperous, protected and at peace. We're spiritually blessed with spiritual blessings in heaven, here on earth, in our hearts, and in the word of God. We have a church. We have the truth. We have wisdom. We have conviction. We have desire to be here. All of it's a gift from him. Are we requiting him? Are we repaying him like a good adoptive child should? There's so much in this chapter. Let me just point out a couple things. Verses 7 through 14 describe God's blessing upon Israel. They did not deserve it. They were howling in the wilderness. They were nobodies. And he made somebodies out of them. They were nobodies, the children of wrath, even as others. They became somebodies, the children of God. Can you believe it? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were nomads. And God made them great and filled the land of Canaan, replacing seven whole nations with them. But look at verse 15. But Jeshurun waxed fat and kicked. And that is what is wrong in America. That is what is wrong in Christian America. And that is wrong. what is wrong with us a number of hours out of every day. We're too prosperous. There's too much pleasure. There's too much peace. There's too much pampering. Jeshurun waxed fat. Jeshurun is another name for Israel. They waxed fat. They got prosperous. 
And when they got prosperous, they kicked in rebellion against God. And look what it says. Thou art waxen fat. They're getting prosperous. They're making lots of money. They're living comfortably. They're having lots of pleasures. Thou art grown sick. Thou art covered with fatness. Then he forsook God which made him and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. We do not want to lightly esteem the rock of our salvation this day. We want to heavily esteem him. We want to highly esteem him. We want to exalt him and lift him up this day. It goes on to describe how wicked and foolish they were. And I want you to notice who this chapter is about in verse 19. And when the Lord saw it, the Lord is taking a measurement every day. If you're returning to him what he's done for you. And that is the whole theme of today. He is measuring us. And I'm going to show you from many scriptures if I can get to them. He is measuring us every day. And when the Lord saw it, he abhorred them because of the provoking of his sons and of his daughters. His adoptive children, he abhorred them because the way they were treating him after he had done so much for them. I wrote you in the preparatory email questions, rhetorical questions, because I thought I knew the answers. That when we see a child mistreating his parents, it angers us. Who do you think you are, you little brat? Your parents have done so much for you. Why are you mistreating them and being disrespectful toward them? But when we think of an adoptive parent and an adoptive child, and then that adoptive child mistreating his adoptive parents who have given him a privilege and a liberty and a blessing and opportunities that he otherwise would never have come near, then it really angers us. And it angers the Lord. He abhorred his own sons and daughters because they weren't thankful for all he had done for them. They waxed fat with his blessing. Do you know why we're blessed in America? Because of God's blessing. But how are we repaying him for it? And he said in verse 20, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be. For they are a very froward generation, children in whom is no faith. I do not want God to hide his face from me, my marriage, or my family, or this church. When God hides his face, you are lost. You are lonely. You are frustrated. You are disappointed. You are messed up in life. We do not want that. So we do not want to lightly esteem the God of our salvation. There's much things that could be said here. And if you read these verses last night, you know they're pretty harsh. They're pretty severe. Parental guidance suggested because they're so full of violence. Oh, I wish they were sung in all the Sunday schools across America. I've said that once. I know I'm repeating it. I'm saying it for the second time. This is a song. Instead of the little ditties that they sang, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. Do, Lord, oh, do, Lord, oh, do remember me. Little ditties. They ought to be singing Deuteronomy chapter 32. I pull, when I wet my sword. You know, the the Sunday school teacher, instead of flannel graph figures of Moses, ought to bring a sword with a little sharpening stone and explain what it means when when the Lord wets his sword. It means he sharpens his sword because he's going to bathe it in blood of his sons and daughters who do not highly esteem him. Do you know what we're going to do today if you hear me rightly? We're going to rejoice with fear. Amen. That's all. If your heart is right, it's a time to rejoice because of all the good things God has done for you. You were a nobody, and God made you a somebody. 
And I don't mean that in the way of PMA, positive mental attitude, and I don't mean that in the way of Dale Carnegie courses. I mean that in the way of you were a child of the devil and now you're a child of God. Let's give him all that he deserves. How important is this? Look at verse 47. Let's get verse 46. Verse 46. You've read it, but repetition is one of the ways of learning. Verse 46, he, Moses said unto them after he finished his song, he said unto them, set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day. Right. Brethren, are you setting your hearts, choosing right now for your hearts to love, believe, and lay hold of these words? Right. Set your hearts. We don't wait till we get a good feeling about God's word. We choose to have a good feeling about God's word. Right. Set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to observe to do all the words of this law. These are the things we want to command our children to do. All the words of this law. This is what needs to be taught to children in Sunday school or at home at their father's knee. These are the things that need to be taught. For, verse 47, it is not a vain thing for you. Every other religion is vain. Every other religious activity is vain. But these words of God are not vain. For it is not a vain thing for you because it is your life. And through this thing ye shall prolong your days in the land, whither ye go over Jordan to possess it. This is our life. To appreciate the song of Moses, to set our hearts to believe it, and to set our hearts to obey it. Lord, help us. Father in heaven, blessed God, thou art our rock and there is no other. Thou art our salvation and there is no other. Neither is there any name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. Outside the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jehovah is our Savior. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for all thy loving kindness toward us. How can we measure it up to thee if we should try to count it? It is a number too high for us, as the psalmist said. It is higher than the heavens. But, O Father, we thank thee. We thank thee for things natural. We thank thee for things national. We thank thee for things physical. We thank thee for things domestic. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for things professional. We thank thee for things financial. We thank Thee for things political. But most of all, Holy Father, we thank Thee for things spiritual. We thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ. You gave Your Son to adopt children of the devil. What a story. Blessed God. It deserves an exclamation mark. It deserves the best of our hearts. It deserves our best singing. Our best praying, our best preaching, our best hearing, our best fellowship. Heavenly Father, help us this day by the power of your Spirit, which you have given to us as the earnest of our eternal inheritance, which you have given to us as the seal that we are your children, which you have given to us for the strength to do your perfect will in all things. Bless us, O Lord. We need thy Holy Spirit. We thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that You chose us from among the children of wrath, for by nature we were even as others. We followed the course of this world. 
We followed the prince of the power of the air. There was no difference. If there was a difference, O Lord, we were worse than they. But we thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have quickened us from our death in trespasses and sins. You have chosen us in Christ before the world began, where are held innumerable blessings, spiritual blessings, that we shall realize in this life and in the life to come. Heavenly Father, for your precious word, your oracles were given to the nation of Israel. We were outside that commonwealth. We had no right to your word. But you have opened it up to us Gentiles. And not only have you given us the Jewish scriptures, you have given us the New Testament of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank thee for the apostles that you put into this world and sent out to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And they heard and believed. And Father, we are their descendants. We are blessed so abundantly. We thank you for our converted spouses. What a gift it is. We thank you for our converted children. What a gift it is. We thank thee for this assembly. We thank thee that you have shown us how we ought to worship thee in the New Testament. And Heavenly Father, what is lacking in our worship, show it to us. And we will cast aside whatever we are doing that is wrong to follow thee more perfectly. Father in heaven, forgive us our sins, our sins of neglect, our sins of omission. Forgive us for robbing thee. Forgive us for being content in our natural lives. Forgive us for neglecting thy word. Forgive us, Heavenly Father, for a lack of zeal in serving thee. Bless us now. Bless us now, Heavenly Father, that we can return to thee a small token, but the best that we can give. For all that thou hast done for us, we thank thee for the resurrection of the dead, the hope of eternal life, the nation in which we dwell, for which we pray for its rulers. We pray for your saints in every place. And Heavenly Father, we thank thee that thou hast loved us, and because of that we love thee. And we pray that our love together will bring up a pleasant sacrifice unto thee this day. It's in Jesus' name, the glorious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that we pray the greatest gift, the unspeakable gift, that you gave for us. Amen. Amen.